I'm Marcy Moberg, and this is Tune In with Marcy, a podcast devoted to exploring what it means to reconnect to our intuitive nature. Hi there. Welcome to Tune In with Marcy. I'm intuitive coach and healer, Marcy Moberg, and I'm so happy you're here. If it's your first time tuning in, thanks for joining me. I hope that this episode is of great service to you. And if you're a regular listener, thank you so much for continuing to tune in. It's my joy and my honor to keep channeling this podcast for you. Today, we're speaking about intuition development. We're continuing a series on the topic intuition development. And I'm going to talk about two qualities that I think are essential for truly developing your intuition. A couple of notes about developing your intuition. I think I mentioned a little bit about this in the last episode, but I really felt called to say more. If you're listening live in the sense that the week that this comes out, we're in unprecedented times. We're in the middle of a global pandemic. Wow. (laughs) Like, wow. What a amazing, sour, sorrowful, um, as Glennon uh, Dale would say, brutal, like just what a wild time we're in right now. And it's a unique opportunity, I really believe, to develop our intuition. I think we're always called to develop our intuition. But given how much we're spending time in a very different way, whether you are one of those folks that's still going to work in some capacity or whether you are at home and working from home or you're out of work and at home, uh, regardless of what's happening with you or some combination in between, uh, routine in life is not as it usually is. And I think that this kind of upside down paradigm is really an opportunity for us to turn the paradigm of ourselves as well. And many of us don't have the, what do I want to say? We, we just haven't come into this life with a connection to a lineage and teachings in a household where intuition was front and center. For many of us, that lineage, that kind, of, that kind of teaching of being in touch with your soul's voice and being in touch with the voices of the sentience of life around you, whether it's plants, animals, trees, mountains, water, land, ancestors that have passed, um, teaching, guiding spirits, Many of us were born into circumstances, if you tend to live in, quote unquote, the West, I'm not sure what else to refer to it as, but I think you you get the idea of what I'm talking about. If you're, many of us who were born in those circumstances, um, which happens to be, you know, where I kind of come from, the lineage of teachings connecting us to that wider intuitive fabric of life has been broken. Somewhere along our lineage, along the way, 
connections to those teachings and those practices have been broken. Um, and when I first started my own path, I didn't realize that this, I didn't realize the intuition and that the intuitive nature of life is literally what was calling to me and that it would become my calling. My guides call me a bridge keeper. Um, and when they talk about that to me, they talk about how my role is here to bridge these worlds, to bridge the human experience with the spirit, to bridge the quote unquote reality with the parallel or other realities, to, um, to both give voice, give voice to those kind of more subtle um, spirit and sometimes unheard, unacknowledged voices of the spirit world to like give voice to those more and, and also to connect people to them. But I didn't know that that's really where my path is going to lead me. I mean, clearly my guides knew that (laughs) I didn't have that figured out. Uh, when I look post de facto, it all makes sense. Like the story weaves together and I can see how there were these really pivotal moments along the way where my guides led me to this point makes sense now, but at the time it didn't make sense. And what I've really been learning a lot about as I've been doing this process of reconnecting to my intuitive nature, reconnecting to the intuitive nature of life and really forging particularly relationships with my own ancestors in my lineage further, further back, um, many who I've never met before. I'm realizing that that lineage was broken and that these intuitive gifts that are kind of latent in me were, were in my ancestral lines, that there were intuitive, there, there were intuitive gifts, there were healers in those lines and that there were practices, like regardless of whether they were healers or not, that all cultures across the planet um, at different times were connected to this way of being with land and place and life. And that got lost over time. So in my own journey to explore that, um, I came into this work and I recognize now that I think that we're at this really pivotal point where we're being invited to mend those bridges that have been lost along the way. You know, so for example, I have been in the process of looking at my Scandinavian ancestry, looking at my Celtic ancestry and understanding that there are traditions in those lines. There are rituals, there are worldviews, there are teachings. They're very much got lost along the way. They, they were not passed down to me where intuition and the intuitive nature of life was understood, is understood. That didn't get past me. So all that to say that I think we're at an unprecedented time right now to be able to make that bridge. I think that that calling has been coming for a long time, but now it's even stronger because we're really not in well relationship most of the time with earth. And part of that kind of relating to the world in an intuitive way then therefore sees earth as a sentient being and sees, sees all these creatures on it as a sentient being. And when you start to see life in that way and you start to see 
for example, you know, the creatures that live with you, even like your dogs, your pets and beyond, you start to see them as part of your wider family. You make different decisions. And I really think that's what we're facing right now. And when we make different decisions with our outer world, we make different decisions with our inner world. When we make different decisions with our inner world, we make different decisions with our outer world. That's part of the bridge keeping I feel called to do. And that's part of the parallel I see between this, my life's work and the global events that are happening right now. So I have a um, unprecedented opportunity in the sense that I didn't kind of rationally plan for this all to happen while a global pandemic was happening. But as intuition and the world around me would have it, (laughs) my ancestors would have it, uh, I'm offering my Intuition 101 course, which is my life-changing practical course in intuition development this month, month of April, year 2020. And enrollment is open for that. If you're listening to this the week the episode comes out, enrollment is open for about another week. It closes Friday, April 17th. And it's a really wonderful journey and opportunity to start patching up this broken connection. Coming into my intuition is not something that happened overnight. I think that's really important. There was a lot of stumbling along the way. There was a lot of hours of practice. There was thousands of hours of reflection and just kind of sometimes feeling like I was just walking blindly through a dark room, trying to reach for something that felt familiar or that I could identify. It's taken a long time to get to this place where I feel really confident in my intuition and my relationship with the spirit world and that I'm continuing to deepen that. I feel really solid, but it's taken me a long time, a lot of confusion, um, sometimes some really difficult experiences, sometimes totally terrifying experiences, to be honest, because there are unwell (laughs) spirits in the world, and I have definitely experienced them. Um, And part of my creation of this course is to really create a pathway that is safer, more grounded and streamlined and easier for other people. I don't want people to have the same challenging experience coming into their intuitive nature, which I believe is our birthright. I don't want that to be so hard. (laughs) So my hope is that all of my labor of tears and confusing moments and feeling lost and just a whole lot of searching and reading and meditating and all the things um, that this course really empowers you to have a shorter, not shorter, a, a more easeful journey, a more confident journey. I didn't have the course that I'm offering. So I basically created the course that I wish I would have had a long time ago. That's what I did. I've run the course for three years and it gets wonderful reviews. 
I call it life-changing because I stand by that. It really is life-changing for people. It is life-changing to come into relationship with your intuition and the intuitive world around you. Um, for me, it's like, it was like somebody turned lights on in another room, metaphorically, in my life that I didn't even know existed. That I thought, oh my God, that's the room I've been looking for all along. That's kind of the way I could describe it. It's really relieving <laughs> to feel like I'm connected to my inner guidance and my truth. And even though sometimes it can be hard to follow it, I always know my way back to it. I know what to look for. Um, I know how to receive guidance. So if any of that feels like it resonates with you, I'd love for you to join me. The link to register is in the show notes. So let's talk about intuition now that I've kind of set the stage a little bit and intuition development, an intentional practice of coming into your relationship with your intuition, because it's, it's, um, it is something we need to practice because we've gotten out of practice with it as in general for large swaths of us in a, as a human species. If you come from, um, you know, lineages and families like I do where that connection has been broken or not passed down or maybe even taboo or maybe even ignored or even worse, maybe there's people, you know, lines in the lineage, maybe even including yourself in your own past lives where it was dangerous. It was really dangerous and it was in service of your survival and the survival of your ancestors to make it, to really suppress, disconnect, disown your intuitive nature. That's definitely the case for me. Um, and so it takes time, it takes practice, it takes specific skills and knowing. And two qualities that I want to talk about today that I think are essential for practice is patience and slowing down. Uh, first thing I want to say that I think is really important, I tell, teach all my students this, I teach my clients this, intuition speaks in long sentences. And what I mean is that sometimes we get a message over the course of a day, sometimes it's a week, a year, years. <laughs> Can you believe that I have had some messages that have taken Let's think here. I'm going to think about this one specific message that I got. I, I received one intuitive connection point, or we could say one quote unquote word, starting word of the sentence. When I went to uh, move to Egypt in 2002, and I would say the other piece of that sentence or like the other half of the sentence, um, that came in 2017, 15 years. It took me 15 years to get like another piece of a intuitive sentence. Not always like that, but I'm just saying that the, the, like the timeline that we work on in relative time of being, you know, kind of humans with watches and clocks and things like that, it's not the way that the intuitive world works. And so patience, I think, is really important. Um, I see this often happen with uh, messages around people's purpose, people's destiny, life transitions that they're navigating, death and rebirth of the self. Like, it can be so easy to get really, really impatient 
around these pivotal moments in life or big questions that we have, like, why am I here? Do I have a calling? What is my life's purpose? What is my destiny? How do I align with my truth? Like, these are really big questions. Um, I do find that intuition will answer us, but it can take time sometimes. So speaks in long sentences, metaphorically, meaning that you may get one word of a sentence, and then two days later, you get another word of a sentence, and five weeks go by, and you get another word of the sentence metaphorically, and then a year goes by. And, you know, and other times it's like, boom, overnight, you get a dream, and it's like really clear what the message is. So because intuition speaks in long sentences, it means that we need patience to allow ourselves to receive the pieces along the way and allow for some uncertainty of any pieces that are not clear. In other words, don't force clarity. I can't emphasize that enough. Don't force clarity. Don't try to fill in the gaps when maybe you don't have the answers. It's really, it's like, you know, it's natural. It's human. It's a survival thing we try to do to try to control. Um, But do your best to try to not fill in the gaps. Intuition is relationship-based. So it's relationship-based with our deepest self, with our ancestors, with our guiding spirits, with the wider sentient world around us. And because it's relationship-based, we need to approach it as such. And what I mean is we need to be mindful not to push ahead too far, too fast, because that can create challenges, obstacles, and problems, just like in real relationships. When I am um, coaching people around relationship dynamics and I work with sensitives and empaths, highly sensitive people, empaths, I always, always, always tell them, like, be patient and slow down. Because when you move too fast, you get the illusion of a relationship. You get the illusion of intimacy. You get the illusion of trust. You get the illusion of clarity. And sometimes, a lot of the times, it may not be there. And then they wonder, well, why did things fall apart? Everything was going great and it was moving fast and everything crashed and burned because there was the illusion of those things, not the reality. Real relationships take time. So when we don't do that, we don't do that with our relationships. We don't do that in the relationship with our intuition, broadly, meaning our inner voice, our spirit guides, etc., intuitive nature of life we can end up with confused and mixed signals. We can end up with miscommunications. We can end up with a pull away shutdown. Like no one likes the feeling of someone constantly rattling on their door for attention answers. No one likes that. You ever had a friend or a family member or someone in your life, or maybe you're this person who's like messaging, 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 messaging. Where are you? What is going on? It doesn't feel good. Um, your intuition doesn't like it either. (laughs) They don't like it. (laughs) Um, intuition is wise. Remember operating on a different timeline. So when we get all like grabby and needy and clingy and pushy, uh, metaphorically intuition kind of steps back and and gets quiet and goes, just wait until they chill out. I'll just wait until they chill out. When they chill out, we'll start talking again. Yeah. Also, moving too fast can um, 
break trust. Trust takes time. When you're not in a consistent, you haven't been in a consistent dynamic where you're actually listening to, acting on, trusting your intuition, the messages that you're receiving, then your inner self and your guides are kind of like, well, you know, I'm here to serve you, but also like, are you going to really act on this message or not? A lot of times when we start coming into a relationship with our intuition, this was certainly the case with me. It's the case for a lot of my clients. We're kind of number one at the beginning, maybe tuning it out. And number two, maybe we have intuitive hits a lot and we do the opposite because our heads tell us to the opposite. Society tells us to the opposite. Other people's expectations are the opposite. So we go against our intuition. When we go against our intuition, it creates like a split inside of us. It creates a distrust and we got to mend that. We're mending relationships that have broken. We're mending relationships that have been broken for ourselves personally in our relationship with our intuition and intuitive nature. We're mending relationships that have been broken for generations. Yeah, this is big stuff. And again, the illusion of intimacy because compressed time, an intense interaction and connection doesn't necessarily equal intimacy. So when we move also too fast, we can end up catching some of the highlights, but we may miss the details. So you know how this thing, this like, there's really fascinating thing. I'm not sure if you've ever noticed this. I don't remember what it's technically called. But when you're reading something, your mind has this ability to like look at the letters and make the words without needing to really reword, reread the words for the first time, if that makes sense. And that's how sometimes you can end up like reading something and think you read one thing, but it actually said something else, right? Same thing. So our, our minds kind of do that out of necessity to empower us to be more efficient. And in the same way, we can end up processing intuitive messages and information in the same way. And that means that sometimes we miss details. So Intuition is a subtle communicator. Slowing down ensures that we're able to be present for the bits and pieces of guidance that come in when we are present, which then takes me to the next thing. Slowing down actually ultimately empowers us to be present. And intuition lives in the reality between time and space. Intuition does not operate on human time, space, reality, dynamics, no, <laughs> tuition has like this longer timeline. Um, you know, intuitive nature of life is around before we show up in these bodies, after we leave these bodies. Still keeps going on. So different time, space, reality. And intuition, because it operates on a different time, space, reality than the limitations of how we relate to time and space, then intuition is found only by being present. This requires us to be connected. How do we get connected? We need to be in our bodies, in our bodies. A lot of my sensitive folks, and I get it, I totally get it because it's been a long journey to come back into my own body. A lot of us that are sensitive don't live very often in our body because living in our body can feel like an intense experience. But it is really about gently, lovingly, slowly over time, 
being more in our body in an intentional, skillful way that actually allows us to access intuition. And slowing down allows us to be more aware of what's happening in our body. And in what's happening in our body is where intuition can speak through our inner senses. So patience and slowing down empowers us to be in touch with what is intuition and what is not. That's big. (laughs) When I get asked questions all the time, like, is this my intuition or my fear? Is this my ego or my heart? Like, is this my truth or someone else's truth? Well, patience and slowing down are essential for being able to know the answer to that question. Over the years of doing client work full-time and leading groups, I've seen countless people be really surprised to discover once they slow down, once they get patient, that actually the voice that they were like really, really sure was their inner truth, was really, really sure was their intuition, was actually their inner critic, was actually their trauma, was actually their parents' voices so deeply embedded that they actually sounded exactly just like their own, like seamlessly their own voice, was actually their inner child, like really scared, anxious, hungry for love, was actually their inner adolescent who was feeling rebellious and feisty, or was actually their limiting beliefs born of culture, family, society, and structures seamlessly masquerading as their own. So patience and slowing down empowers us to sort through what is my intuition and what is not. Hey there, Marcy here. Speaking of the power of healing, I believe at the center of all healing is a reconnection to our intuition, the seat of our inner truth and authenticity. Now, the question is, how do we do that? I would say that we learn how to hear and trust our inner voice. That's really what it comes down to. And I would love to invite you to watch my free masterclass, Hear Your Inner Voice, where I explore this topic and I explore the three main obstacles to hearing our intuition and how to address them. You will walk away with practical exercises and tips that you can start implementing right away. And those three obstacles that I notice the most are self-doubt, knowing the difference between fear and intuition, and discerning our own heart's guidance. You can watch this free masterclass now at marcymoberg.com forward slash masterclass. That's marcymoberg.com forward slash masterclass. I can't wait to share with you more. So let's talk a little bit about some tips that I have for you around cultivating or honoring patience and some tips for slowing down in support of really developing your intuition. So for patients, I recommend you write down what you do know. So write down the messages you actually have been receiving or write down the clarity you do have and give gratitude for those pieces. So often we're just kind of worried about 
everything we don't know, all of the uncertainty, all the gaps, what happens next, what's going to happen far into the future. And when we do that, we kind of miss the gifts and the blessings that we already have around the clarity of pieces that we have right now. And (laughs) intuition is interesting because I find that unless we've actually acknowledged what we know, unless we acknowledge like message received and we give gratitude for that, I don't really find that intuition is very willing to share the rest. And that's because there's this question of like, are you, have you really acknowledged, you know, what I've said to you? Have you really acknowledged the clarity I've given? Have you acted on the clarity I've given? So write down what you know, give gratitude for what you know, even if you only know like one thing, like you don't know what on earth is next, but you know, like one thing, you know, one piece, give gratitude for that one piece that you know right now and take one baby step based on what you actually do know. The other piece I would say is soothe yourself, learn how to soothe the parts of you that feel this intense urge to fill in the gaps of what you don't know. Um, so that you kind of like, scratch that itch of that part of you that wants to feel more in control because ultimately what's happening when we're trying to fill in the gaps around what we don't know around what intuition has been sharing with us we're trying to create and to feel more in control so actually what's more helpful to actually support some sense of quote-unquote control is to really soothe your anxiety to soothe the part of you that wants to push and press. Um, One way that I like to do this is getting really clear on surrendering surrendering the pieces that I, I don't know. And I do that, um, through prayer. I do that through invocation. I do that through different rituals where I really invite my, ancestors, like these loving powers that are supporting me, my spirit guides, I really invite my soul, like I invite those parts of myself to, to, to take the pieces I'm surrendering. Like, Hey, I don't like, I know X, Y, and Z, but I don't know what you're guiding me towards with this. Or I have this challenge and I don't know what to do with this. Or I, you know, this part is clear for me, but the rest is not. And, and having like these moments of these very like ritualized processes of surrender, I find are very soothing and are also, um, is like a nice practical way also to enroll our intuition. And then that empowers us maybe to trust a little bit more and trust that we'll get the answers when we're meant to, because we will, but (laughs) we need to have some patience. Notice when you feel pressure, um, pressing, urgency, anxiety, and recognize it for what it is. It's not your intuition. Pressing, pressure, urgency, anxiety is not intuition. Sometimes intuition will inspire swift action, but it doesn't have this quality of pressing and anxiety behind it. It's a very different quality feeling. 
It's more like clear, decisive, calm, steady, wise um, sense of need to act. So anytime you feel pressing, pressure, anxiety, it's not your intuition. Like just name it for what it is. Oh, I see. Um, I'm trying to push right now. Recognize it for what it is. These are usually signs that your mind is trying to push guidance and clarity at a different rate than what intuition is actually delivering, which brings us, you know, back to this place of patience. So here's some tips for slowing down. Reduce your stimulation. If you are a sensitive person, highly sensitive person, empath, however, you identify some level of sensitivity, your nervous system is literally wired to take in and absorb and process more information than the average person. And you also therefore get overstimulated more than the average person. So I recommend a really like easy way to slow down. <laughs> well, easy is relative, but a simple practice to slow down that sometimes is not easy. Well, sometimes is, um, is to move to what we would call single tasking. Um, and single tasking is doing one thing at a time. And I specifically recommend to cultivate a sense of slowing down that you do single tasking with the intention of simply being and the motivation of, uh, reducing stimulation. So what that looks like is it can be like simply drinking a cup of tea, a cup of your favorite tea, and that's it. It's the only thing you don't, you don't scroll on your phone, you don't watch your favorite Netflix show at the same time, you don't have a conversation with someone, none of those pieces. You literally just drink a cup of tea and that's it. Be with that experience. Another one is listening to an album all the way through or even part of an album or a couple songs and do just that. It's so funny, like how I find myself sometimes like that I don't even just allow, I love music. I love, love, love music. And that sometimes I don't even allow myself to simply just listen to music. And it's amazing how doing something as simple as just listening to music is so joyful and restoring for the body. Um, another one that I love to do, and I've been doing this a lot lately since the coronavirus pandemic, and that is practicing yoga nidra. Yoga nidra is yogic sleep, and it's a practice where you um, really reduce your senses in it, and it kind of takes you through this guided process. So it's like a nap, but it's a guided nap. It's like a guided shavasana. I love it. It's um, an essential part of the yoga lineage that I trained in. And um, yeah, big fan of yoga nidra. I'm thinking about maybe doing some special yoga nidra recordings for people because I think it's so needed. So if that sounds like something you'd like to do, send me a note and um, let me know. But in the meantime, what you can do is if you go to most meditation apps, my favorite meditation app is Insight Timer. Um, there's it's a free app. And then you can, you have the option for paying if you want to access courses and things like that, but insight timer. And, um, I, uh, I have one meditation on there and I, I'm slowly hanging more. I have lots more that I'm planning to put on that space. So you can meditate with me there as well. But if you just look up yoga Nidra on insight timer, there's a ton of practices, which is great. So highly recommend that. 
if you tend to move, you know, really fast, you're like the, if you're anything like me when I'm not paying attention, I tend to move at like 150 miles an hour. And if you're like that, um, then just consider what it might look like if you slowed down just 10% more. And I say just 10% more because if you're used to moving fast, then inviting you to like really, really slow down can be a little bit too challenging. So I like to use this number of 10% more as a way of inspiring a doable shift and a shift that's doable and both can be impactful. So you can just imagine what would it look like if I moved throughout my day just 10% slower. And then I also recommend that you create some moments of pause. And you can do that simply by sometimes I just stop. I do this a lot um, between clients, um, between tasks, and I'll just stop. I'll just pause and I'll just take three deep belly breaths. I breathe all the way down in the belly, hold it in the belly, exhale out through the mouth, inhale through the nose, hold it in the belly, exhale out through the mouth. Do that three times. Uh, something like just feeling your feet on the floor can allow your system to start to slow down, really, really slow down. Feeling your feet on the floor, noticing your seat on the chair, like your body sitting where you're sitting. Uh, sounds really simple. It is really simple. And they're really effective practices at slowing down your system and the mind. And ultimately, when we slow down and we have patience, we create space for intuition to come in. And because intuition speaks on a quieter, more subtle, um, non-linear frequency, we need the slowing down and the patience to be able to recognize and access that. So that's this week's episode. I hope that you found this really supportive. I had fun recording it for you and sharing these teachings and these tips Again, if you feel called to really intentionally develop your intuition and you want to move it from a place where it's kind of like accidental or ad hoc into a place where you have a consistent connection with your intuition, I'd love to help you. And you can do that by joining my Intuition 101 course. Again, the link is in my show notes. And if you have a question or a topic you would love to see me cover in the podcast, you head on over to Marcy Moberg forward slash podcast, scroll to the bottom of the screen. And there is a button there for you to submit your questions and topics. And I would love to hear from you because a lot of you have submitted different questions and topics and they directly inform the episodes that I'm creating for you. So next time we'll continue this series on intuition development. Until then, please continue to stay safe, healthy, take care of yourselves, nourish your nervous system. This is a really challenging time. And trans, uh, trans like forming these two principles into your life, regardless of whether you're going to be focusing on developing your intuition or not, patience and slowing down can be amazing allies for you in these challenging times. So that I send you off with so much love. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in today with me on my podcast, Tune In with Marcy. I hope you loved this episode and it enriches you as much as it has for me to create it. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would be so grateful for you to hop on over to Apple Podcasts 
share your rating, and leave a review. Ideally, five stars. That way, more people can find this podcast, which would be wonderful. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And you can always learn more about me and my work at my website, www.marcymoberg.com. That's my first and last name.com. Until next time, remember, being you takes courage. Lots of love. Thank you.